I'm just gonna start recording, cause it's fun. I did a thing! We're gonna be better people by the end of this. The thing that I did! Sarah! I did a thing! Talk about it! Welcome to I Did a Thing, a podcast about unremarkable people doing remarkable things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Birdie. Uh, and this week we're going to talk with our fabulous guest, Nova. Yeah. About uh, PCOS and specifically embracing uh, female body hair. That's right. If you got a beard, let it be weird. <laughs> Or not weird. Or not weird. <laughs> I just like rhyming weird and beard. <laughs> what what do you do in terms of body hair, Birdie? Do you <laughs> That's a great question, sir. Do you uh are you a, a hippie mama? Are you a bear everywhere? Oh wow. Okay. We're getting <laughs> into it now. Okay. Um let's see. So I am not a super hairy person anyway. Um, but when I was in high school, I stopped shaving my legs and you can't, I mean, I honestly don't think you can tell at all, but any partner I've ever had has never really noticed. They've said like, oh, it's weird that you don't shave your legs, but then they've never noticed if I did shave my legs. So then I just stopped doing it again. Uh, but all the boys in high school thought that was so weird, and they all wanted to touch my leg. Maybe they just wanted to touch my leg, but to feel what my the hair felt like. I'm like, come on. Um, and then I stopped shaving my armpits because a lot of my teammates don't shave their armpits. And, I mean, again, you can't really tell. So, whatever. Uh, I keep my swimsuit area uh, fairly... My lady garden, my lady garden, uh, uh, trimmed because in pole, I'm in basically underpants a lot of the time and I don't need spiders crawling out of my underpants. So, but again, there's not a lot to, to take care of there. Does that answer your question? (laughs) It does. Okay, great. How about you? For me, since I, I fairly frequently completely abandon shaving my legs. Uh, I usually do it in the summer and sometimes I actually do it in the winter more because I have really dry skin um, and especially dry skin on my legs and I've noticed that the shaving my legs is helpful like in terms of um, exfoliation uh, and to get that dry skin off mm-hmm. so I sometimes I'll do it more for that reason than because I feel like I need to remove the hair. Uh, but in in the summertime, I do yeah. usually shave, like, from the knee down. Um, and I do shave my, my armpits uh, just because I don't like the way that it feels when I have hair in that area. Um, mm-hmm. And then... For as in terms of my lady garden, <laughs> I have done more or less uh, hair removal in that area at various times. Uh, but uh, right now, I'm I'm just letting I'm just letting it it go oh 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 natural. Let nature take its course. Yeah. Um. And then the one other hair 
other than the hair on my head uh, removal or that I do is I have a mole on the side of my face and mm. um, it, it has some hair that grows out of it and like I didn't care about it until I was in middle school <laughs> and I remember very clearly like I was uh, I was in choir and we were like getting ready for a choir concert and so we were sitting in the theater seats uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so there was a boy sitting right behind me and he could see the hair on my mole oh. and made a comment about, why do you have hair there? Why don't you pull it out? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I had never worried about it before then. But, of course, when I was, like, I think I was 12 or 13 at the time this happened. So, of course, uh, that made me very self-conscious about it. Um, so I've done various things over the years to remove the hair including at various points shaving just that one little patch, um, Mm. which uh, probably wasn't the best thing to do. (laughs) Um, But uh, now, like, every so often, I'll I'll just pluck the hairs out of there just because after shaving it for the period that I did, like, the hairs grow out unevenly. Um, so yeah. it'll make it so that the hair is like sticking straight out from my face, which is probably not the most, uh, appealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what matters is how you feel about it and not what some stupid boy right. said, but, yeah, um, yeah, obviously if, I think if, uh, if that same guy said the exact same thing to me now as a 40 year old woman or a 41 year old woman, I, I wouldn't have taken it as much to heart. As... Right. <laughs> I would have said, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> not worried about it anymore. I do pluck a couple hairs in my eyebrows as well. Um, I don't, I don't need to do a lot of yeah. maintenance up there, but I have a couple of rogue hairs that yeah, when I've had know, money just for it in my budget, I've got I've gone through periods where I get my eyebrows waxed regularly, but right now I don't have the mon- extra money uh, to do that yeah. on a regular basis, so they also are just doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, get it. Um, and that I mean, like I I started doing it um at this nice boutique place in Portland when I first started doing it seriously and it was like almost like just a relaxing thing almost like getting a facial or a massage just to go like once a month and lay on a massage table and have a warm wax put on my forehead and then <laughs> and then hair ripped out yeah. of your face but it, at least with my <laughs> eyebrows it doesn't hurt that much so I I kind of enjoyed it but <laughs> I like the act of taking a tweezers and pulling out hair. I think that's it. I have some weird things about like cleaning small nooks and crannies and getting gross stuff out of things, right. like these little weird nit nitpicky things, mm-hmm. like popping pimples and peeling uh, sunburn skin. Pulling out uh, rogue hairs is part of that <laughs> weird yeah, thing that I do. Yeah. I could see how it could be satisfying. Have you ever, this is not related, have you ever watched uh, Dr. Pimple Popper on YouTube? I've watched a couple of them for the most part. I I don't just because it it does gross me out. And so 
I, I don't want to be grossed out. <laughs> it but is I, gross. It's yeah. amazing and well, gross. And uh, the few that I've watched, part of it, it's like, I guess it's basically a sad commentary on our healthcare system, on like how many people she sees, at least at this point, that are people that have had like huge lumps on their body for years. And they just haven't been mm-hmm. able to afford to see a doctor uh, to do something about it. Um, and it's yeah. just, you know, like now I think she mainly takes um, people that couldn't afford to see a doctor otherwise. And she does it for them for free. Uh, and then, you know, it's making comp- bank off of right. her YouTube channel probably. Right. So, uh, you know, to have a huge lump on your on your arm or your back or your neck and not be able to afford to do something about it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get stuck in a, a YouTube spiral tonight, I think. <laughs> now that I've said that, uh, my sister and I both have that same thing where we like watch it for a long time. <laughs> but, I can't wait. Let's, yeah, okay. let's, <laughs> on that note, let's yeah, get right? into what we, we did Yeah, let's move on week. from that. Hopefully some more constructive things than watching YouTube videos. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> let's talk about the thing we did. The thing we did. to our sleeping challenge I found a push-up challenge on Pinterest that is uh, designed to Mm -hmm. help you transition um, from doing uh, the bench assisted push-ups to actual regular push-ups I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that Um, the other thing I did this week I mentioned before uh, one of my things that I loved was um, my bike trainer Um, but I've uh, went online and found some YouTube videos, free YouTube videos that um, help you go through a workout on your bike trainer. Ooh. So it wasn't just me, like, you know, <laughs> sitting Literally on my bike spinning pedaling. in circles. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, so I, I did one of those videos this weekend. It was a, a really good workout. Um, and yeah, it was, it was cool. That's cool. Um, Way to take that into your own hands. Yeah. Like to figure that out. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I've been kind of struggling uh, the last week or two just because um, part of my PMS symptoms is to get really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been feeling really, really tired the last probably week, week and a half. So that always makes it that much harder to get my exercise in. It's like reverse nesting. Like you just want to... <laughs> hunker down and tent up and yeah hide hide out exactly true what about you birdie what have you been up to well i've been working a lot and i'm doing that collaboration with jessica with pretty prints and paper mm-hmm. and we have a game coming up and uh my parents are coming up this weekend and i just i i feel like i've been what's that phrase burning the candle at both ends and mm-hmm. um, yesterday we were supposed to record and I just had this like, I don't know, 
personal mental breakdown yesterday and I sat at, I'd work from home on Mondays and sat at my kitchen table and like sobbed and then tried not to eat all the junk food in my house and (laughs) I drank a glass of wine at like two in the (laughs) afternoon uh, and decided to, after I talked with a friend and I like did a lot of things, I think I were healthy solutions to that as well, but um, put myself to bed for three hours and then I had to go to work. But um, I haven't had a moment like that in a while. And it was just, uh, I think my go, go, go life just came and caught up with me. Yeah, and I definitely avoid feelings and dealing with problems by keeping busy, and I think it all just kind of bubbled up to the surface. I don't know what happened though. I was just like looking at Facebook, and I don't know something. I th- that's happened to that. me before that that I'm you know in similar situations where I'm doing a lot, and especially if I'm doing a lot of things. Um, where other people are involved, so I feel uh, an obligation to other mm-hmm. people to do yeah. what I said I was going to do. Um, yeah, just to get to that place where you're burnt out and and you need a break, but you feel like you can't take a break because you made all these promises to other people and you don't want to let people down by telling them I can't do what I said I was going to do. Right. Totally. Uh yeah, so t- I'm feeling a little bit better today. I, I taught today as well, and, you know, that all plays into it as well as, like, figuring out what I'm supposed to educate these college students about, and it's it's a lot of self-reflection in my class, and then I have to do that personal self-reflection, and then uh, then I get, you know, like, it's like going yeah. to therapy every day, yeah. and... <laughs> while I'm still supposed to be a professional person. So right. it can get really mentally difficult in that at-work context as well. Right, yeah. And all of these students, like, they're 19 to 22 years old, and they all have these difficult lives. Like, they're just – they all have a lot of feelings at that age, like the, you, I don't remember a lot of it, but I know that they're just feeling all of these new things for the first time, like breakups and roommate problems and yeah. um, being away from their family and yeah. feeling insecure and making new friends. And like all these things are happening for the first time in their lives and they don't know how to deal with it. Right. And I just feel for them. So I'm, I'm a very empathetic person too. So that doesn't help matters. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what I did. Ugh, I had a little cry fest. And... But you went to practice tonight, right? I did go to practice tonight. I almost didn't, but... Did that did that help? Yeah, I think it helps to just be away, f- like, in the moment doing something else for a bit. Right, um, yeah. I played pretty well. We, we had a scrimmage, and um, I felt like I played well, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, it helped. I going and being around people who I love and they love me is also right. really helpful. Well, and uh, yeah, doing something yeah. physical. We've kind of talked about that before. How that can help, and also I think doing something that you feel like you could be 
successful at like yeah just getting like a small victory like in any area of your life when you're not feeling the the best mentally it always helps I was totally saying that like I went to class and it didn't it wasn't the best because my brain wasn't firing on all cylinders and we're getting into some tough subjects that I don't always know how to, the right answers and they're still mm-hmm. at a point in the semester where they're you know, you ask a question and they all just stare at you because uh, they don't know each other well <laughs> enough to have conversations yet. Right. So then I'm like, I am good at this. I know that I am good. I'm a good professor, but you walk out of there sometimes and you're like, they hate me. They think this is stupid <laughs> and they're going to tell their friends that I'm a terrible teacher and nobody will ever take my class again. <laughs> That's when, what... I was in, when I was at college, so... I don't know how much I've talked about on the podcast about the college that I went to, but I went to a really, really tiny school in Vermont. Um, at the time that I was a student there, there's usually about 250 students total. Oh, boy. Um, and so um, all of the classes were, um, like, we didn't really have lecture classes. It was, um, like, based on the Socratic method. So it would be usually assigned reading and then you would go and have a group discussion led by a professor, yeah. but, you know, you know, everyone was expected to show up and, and contribute. And, you know, it was very obvious. That is a lot like my class. Yeah. And it was really obvious if you, if you didn't do the reading, yeah. um, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but so uh, one of my professors, uh, he's a sociology professor. If he had a day like that where, we we showed up and he was asking questions and everybody was just staring at him. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave the room for a few minutes and let you guys <laughs> regroup. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll come back and we'll start this conversation again. And sometimes, lots of times, uh, what happened was when he left the room was." okay, who did the reading? <laughs> what happened in it? What are we supposed to be talking about? And yeah. then, you know, with the professor out of the room, like, people would have more of an open conversation and, like, get it started. And then when he came back, then we were, like, prepared and ready to go and t- ready to talk to him about it. Um, That's good. So, That's a good... I, I want to use that. Yeah. But then it also puts it on the students, too, because, I mean, like, you know that it, it's as much as you it's your work to show up and be prepared with a lesson mm-hmm. like the students have a part in it too so you know if they're not doing their part it kind of puts it back on them like okay like get it together do your part yeah so uh their presence grade is uh, about 12 percent of their total grade mm-hmm. so it's like 60 points midway and 60 points at the end and so we talk a lot about what does being present look like and what is, how do I grade that? And what does it feel like when other people are present with you? That kind of thing. And then, so we talk about like, you have to participate in group discussions and you have to do all these things. And then you, we go and we try to do those things and they still just stare at me. So it, we're only in week four. It'll get better. It just, well, it's all part of the growing pains of this class. It just makes me really frustrated. Yeah. Well, if you if you want to give that a shot, I love <laughs> it. The room, <laughs> I will totally use that. All right. Well, Let's talk about that challenge zone, huh? 
Challenge zone! How's the challenge zone going? <sighs> well, I've had some late nights recently, mm-hmm. but then I don't I don't know if this counts, but I've been taking naps, more naps than normal. Yeah. Um, part of that is because it's winter and it's gloomy and uh, the depression's kicked up a notch, so then mm-hmm. naps are they, yeah. more important. But um, I'm getting usually seven. I would like to get nine hours of sleep. That's ideal for me. But. Yeah. So I've been a little sleepy, fe- but not because I'm not getting enough sleep. Yeah. I feel like for me, this challenge uh, is going to be more of a work in progress than me mm-hmm. doing it perfectly for 30 days. I agree. I've been working on it and I've been doing better, but I'm still not, <laughs> I'm not quite getting in bed when, um, when I intend to. I'm getting into bed earlier than than I had been, but still, uh, not not as not when I, uh, mean to. Um, so I'm gonna try yeah. some a couple different things this week. Um, and then the other issue that that I've been having is that for the last, for probably the last week, almost every day, my dog wakes me up. At, like about ten o'clock in the morning, and wants yeah. to go outside, um, which is totally reasonable on his part since he's it, he's stuck inside the whole time I'm at work. Uh, but it it disrupts my sleep obviously to get up uh-huh. um, in the middle of the time I'm sleeping, and then it it's been taking me a little while to get back to sleep, um, and especially because I can't just. If I let him out, I can't just go straight back to sleep because he's gonna want to be let back in right know, in a in a relatively short period of time. Um, so, so that's something that's outside of my control. But I do I I do need to continue to work on getting in bed <laughs> at the time. Like I even have because I have an iPhone and it has that mm-hmm. uh, sleep thing and it'll like hey go to bed. Have it set. Right, I have that set on my phone, and <laughs> this last week, every time um, it went off, instead of being like, okay, it's time to go to bed, my reaction was, okay, I'll go to bed right after I do this thing. Right. <laughs> so, so I need to get to, okay, it's time to go to bed, so. Yes, I've been, uh, I agree with, with you that it's definitely a work in progress. I, uh. Had some. I've been still hitting snooze and uh, looking at my phone before getting up in the morning too, yeah. which del- delays all of it. Like I right. work at a desk during the day, I can look at my the internet. Right. I don't need to catch up on Facebook before I get out of bed. So I could either be sleeping more, or get up and get my ass to work, so I can leave a little bit earlier. Either way, it's better than doing what I'm doing, but. Do you use your phone as, as your alarm? I do. Cause I was but that's, I mean, it just yeah. hits a button. to. It's just a habit. I'm getting better, though. It's, the time is getting shorter. If you had a different alarm to use, you could always put your phone 
it, leave your phone not in the bedroom so that you would have to at least get out of bed before <laughs> you check Facebook. You know what? It is not easy. a bad idea. It is easy to, like, especially on the weekends, like, I fall into that where I, like, start looking at my phone while I'm still in bed, and then it's, like, an hour and a half later, and i am like, been looking at Facebook for an hour and a half. Right. Um, and I still haven't gotten out of bed, and I haven't accomplished any of the things that I want or need to do. <laughs> right. Just go do the things. Right. Ugh. So, work in progress, definitely, this challenge. Work in progress. Is a challenge. Um, well, let's call Nova and hear Yeah, let's call Nova. Hello there, long distance. Please don't make me wait in vain. Yeah, uh, my name's Nova. I, uh, I am a genuine bearded woman. Um, <laughs> Should I go, ooh? I guess... <laughs> Um, I guess it's not super common to see bearded women, um, except for, you know, like circus kind of people. Um, but we are out here and we do exist. And I think the reason that I was asked to be on this podcast was because uh, I speak about, you know, my experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome and, um, you know, being a bearded woman and stuff. And I think that might be why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you say that you speak of, well, okay, let's back up. What is polycystic ovarian syndrome? Okay, polycystic ovarian syndrome essentially boils down to there are cysts all over your ovaries, which is weird because there's a lot of people with polycystic ovarian syndrome who don't have cysts on their ovaries, but they still have this syndrome. I don't know how that works. Okay. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, it affects your hormones. Um, it affects people in many different ways. Um, some of the common symptoms are um, irregular periods or very painful periods. Um, that's really common. Infertility is extremely common. Um, but one of the really big things is excess, quote unquote, excess body hair. I don't like saying excess because if it grows, it, I, it's normal, I guess. There, yeah. um, <laughs> but that's one of the major common symptoms. And now it's not extremely common for someone with polycystic ovarian syndrome to be able to grow a full beard like I have. Um, but it is common for people with polycystic ovarian syndrome to at least have sparse, dark, long facial hair um, or like chest hair, tummy hair, stuff like that. Right. Stuff that you're not supposed to quote unquote have uh, when you're, you know, a person with a vagina. <laughs> sure. Um, but it, it does affect people differently. Um, but it is extremely common. It's anywhere between one out of every 10 or one out of every five. They haven't really pinpointed that. Um, people with ovaries have this, uh, this syndrome. So wow. it is very common. Yeah. That's huge. So, you you were still in your twenties. Yes. Um. So, <laughs> how old were you when you were diagnosed with with PCOS? Um, I was diagnosed when I was sixteen. I started showing symptoms when I was twelve, though. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Which is probably why uh my symptoms are so extreme is because it hit me around puberty. Um. Okay. So my body developed in a more traditionally masculine fashion okay. um 
but I was officially diagnosed when I was 16. I didn't tell anyone for the longest time. Like I didn't tell my parents or anyone that I was experiencing symptoms. Like my period completely stopped when I was 12 and being, you know, a young girl uh, with that kind of a problem, it's like, not only is it embarrassing to talk about, but it's scary. So I never told anyone because I was like, oh no, there's something wrong with me. (laughs) So I just kind of hid it for as long as I could until finally I was like, hey, I'm not having periods. And that's kind of (laughs) weird because I did start having them. That's the thing. I started having them when I was 11 and then I stopped Mm -hmm. completely when I was 12, which isn't normal. (laughs) Right. Right. Although, as a 12-year-old, you might not be fully sure whether or not or how normal that is. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know, like, it was an issue. But, like, as the years went on, I'm like, you know, I did have it briefly. And I have, like, this hide, like, this hiding place for all the pads my mom ever bought me. Oh, (laughs) boy. I just had, like, a big stash of them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, the biggest... The biggest thing was, like, you know, as a young teen, like, I had all this body hair that I was constantly shaving and trying to hide. Like, I remember a doctor was, like, examining my stomach because I have, like, a million medical issues. And so they were, like, pressing on my stomach. And, like, I had shaved my stomach at the time because I was an insecure teenager. Mm -hmm. And I guess he told my mom that I needed psychiatric care because I shaved my stomach. (gasps) Which (laughs) I didn't really understand that. Yeah, you would have would hope that the doctor would have at least asked you a couple questions about why you were doing that first. No, he didn't ask me anything. He didn't say anything about it. He just went to my mom and my mom like, uh, was like, Hey, you're going to have to go to the psych if you keep doing that. And I was like, why? (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Yeah. That that is not ideal. (laughs) (laughs) Parents Um, out there, like take notes on, be better yeah. support systems for your children. <laughs> yeah, if your kids are uh, showing insecurity about their bodies, maybe actually just talk to them and tell them that, you know, it's normal for people to have different bodies and, you know, different things happen to your bodies because humans are incredibly diverse. Right. Yeah. Did they know at that time that you had PCOS and that's why you, like, had body hair on your stomach and therefore that's why you're shaving your stomach? No. Okay, okay, so that would maybe be the first question a doctor might want to ask, right? Like, okay, why but do you have the thing? <laughs> yeah, that's Ridiculous. what you would think. But the thing is, um, even though PCOS is so incredibly common, I was misdiagnosed for over a year, oh. um, and they had no idea what was wrong with me. Even though I have all of the classic symptoms of PCOS, um, oh. you know, you get um, insulin buildups, like. Uh, your neck and like your armpits and stuff will get kind of darkened because of insulin buildups. Um, and you know, my body shape is not traditionally feminine. Like I've got broad shoulders, um, my fat deposits differently. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really affects a lot of different stuff that you don't really think about. Like, um, in, you know, the body hair thing, you would think that they would, you know, maybe look at my ovaries for two seconds, but they went ahead and diagnosed me with diabetes, which I did not have. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. Um, but that was like a year, a year and a half of me being on diabetes medication and getting very, very sick. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, um, I requested to see a different doctor and he was like fresh out of medical school, very young guy. He took one look at like the darkening on my neck and was like, you have PCOS. Like he didn't even do anything else. And I mean, he did after that, but like, um, 
all he had to do was like look at my neck and he was like yeah that's you don't have diabetes you have pcos this is your problem so thank goodness for that person yeah i was very very grateful for him (laughs) yeah and good for you at such a young age to be (laughs) to speak up for yourself and say like i need you know i need a second opinion because there are plenty of grown adults who (laughs) may not have or may have gone through a lot more yeah. than just, I mean, not to say that what you did put up with wasn't terrible, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, as a teenager, they put me through so much wild stuff. Like, um, you're not supposed to have, like, a full pap smear if you are, like, under a certain age and you haven't had, like, you know, if you haven't been sexually active, you're not supposed to have right. a pap smear. And they forced me to have one anyway because they didn't oh. believe that... I hadn't been having sex because I shave. I was 15. And because like, you know, it was like, it's an, it was an issue that I was extremely self-conscious about all of my hair because I had so much of it that I shaved every single inch of my body. And so they forced me through that because they didn't believe, even though my pregnancy tests that they had put me through had come up negative, they forced me through a pap smear anyway. And they did all this wild stuff. Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, she's so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm a very big uh, advocate for being kind of blunt with doctors. Like you know, be polite as much as possible. But there and there's millions and millions of great doctors out there. I've experienced plenty of great doctors. But if you have like a kind of weird feeling about your doctor, please be blunt with them. Don't allow them to do things that you think are like really invasive. Um. I'm just, you know, I've had a lot of weird experiences like that. So, just you know, um, bluntness and honesty and So, yeah. so how did you get from that point where you were removing all of the body hair completely from your body <laughs> to now embracing your wonderful lady beard? Um, it took a very 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 long time to get to that point. Um, Like, I started shaving everything when I was 12, and I'm 26 now, and I've only been doing this since November of 2017, so it's only been a couple months. Um, But (laughs) I think it was, like, sometime early last year, um, I had seen... There's a model in England, and her name's Harnam Kar, and Mm -hmm. she's a sick woman with uh, a full beard, and, um, you know, sick, like the people who wear turbans, not as in like cough, cough, sick. Um, (laughs) But she's absolutely beautiful and amazing. And she's got this full beard that she's had, like she's been growing out since she was 16, because that's part of, you know, the sick religion is you, you can't shave your face. Um, And when I saw her, like, I just kind of cried a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. um, Because it's so inspiring. You don't see people like that very often. Like now that I've been doing this, I've met more and more people who are, you know, bearded women. Um, But she was like my first true experience. That's not like, you know, 1920s circus freak Mm -hmm. kind of thing, Um, which I do know plenty of like actual circus freaks who are bearded women and they embrace that title perfectly, like just happily, which is great, you know, Um, but you don't ever see people who aren't, you know, circus freaks with who are women with beards. And she was my first, you know, kind of 
look at that and it's kind of like she she stuck in the back of my head for a long time and you know I had this big internal battle with myself like you know I've always been you know very feminist and very about body positivity but here I am just viciously hating something that's you know a part of me and something that is trying desperately every single day to grow and I'm fighting it and hating it and being miserable about it and you know um so eventually I just got to this point. And I'm like, well, you know, no shave November is a thing. And that goes towards charity because you're supposed to donate your money that you spend on razors and stuff to wow. um, a men's cancer foundation. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well just do it then so I can like raise awareness for this charity and I can donate my money and I can also, you know, kind of get rid of this self-hate that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like <laughs> in the last few days of October, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, OK, I'm doing it. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> I got goosebumps and tears in my eyes all the same time. Like, that's Aww. amazing. <laughs> um, it's been pretty amazing. <laughs> so what kind of reactions have you gotten? Um. Well, it's been overwhelmingly positive, which is super refreshing because that was my biggest fear is just people are going to hate me and I'm not going to have any friends, even though that's bullshit because like I know like everyone in my life, everyone that I keep in my life that I choose to keep in my life Mm -hmm. are wonderful people. And I I knew nobody would actually, you know, just cast me away and nobody has because I have wonderful friends and everyone's been incredibly supportive um I did you know I started making videos about my experience and I started speaking about it and I got some attention that way that was kind of negative because you know people had reposted it and then there would be some nasty people on Facebook but like because people on the internet (laughs) yeah but honestly like seeing people being nasty helped in a way because it's like well that's as bad as it's gonna get like this person's gonna be mean and that's what i expected but i didn't expect like that to be maybe 10 percent of the feedback like 10 percent of the feedback is ugly horrible people and then like the other you know there's like maybe some people who just don't care and are completely neutral about it. And like most people are super, super supportive and loving about it. So, (laughs) and one of the, one of the biggest things that honestly um, was a big surprise and it's been a little, uh, it's been a little tough to deal with honestly, but I've had hundreds and hundreds and like not even exaggerating hundreds of women coming to me personally in like my private messages on like all social media platforms just like oh my gosh I have this too and I've been hiding it and they'll tell me like all these heartbreaking stories about like you know because one of the things that I had put out there was you know I didn't let my partner touch my face ever because I didn't want them to feel my stubble (laughs) because I was self-conscious and people would tell me like oh I have that same problem and I'm terrified of like my husband or my girlfriend or whatever to find out and it's it's been really emotionally draining. Like it's, it's great to know that people like me aren't alone. Like there's so many people. Um, but it's so heartbreaking to know that pretty much every single person like me is going through the same exact hell that I went through for so long. Like it really hurts, honestly. Yeah. Can you imagine having somebody like you when you were that age? Gosh. I mean, like I've had people, uh, I've had people who are from, you know, age 14 to age 65 talk to me. Um, But I can't, like, if if I had seen somebody like me when I was young, 
I think it would have helped a lot, honestly. And I really yeah. hope that I'm helping, like, you know, teenagers who are going through this. Um, but I've had older people, too, like people in their 60s. Like, you know, I've been hiding this for my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you you can let it go, dude. You're 60 something. Just live. Be happy. Right. But it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. I, I have a, one of my uh, friends from college has PCOS and she um, she shaves, mm-hmm. uh, but she has dark hair. And so even when she shaves, I mean, she gets a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, people around her, like we knew that this was an issue that she had. Yeah. But like nobody ever said anything because it's not the sort of thing that you that it's appropriate to say something about. Yeah, and it's something that um, she's trying to hide, obviously. Right. Uh, but not too long ago, um, she uh, made a Facebook post where she she works with kids, mm-hmm. and she posted a comment that one of the kids had made about about the fact that she had stubble. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I mean, she got kind of the same response that you did yeah. from all of her friends like everybody was like we don't you know we don't care about that we just think you're cute and beautiful and yeah you know so she i think she also felt like very overwhelmed by like oh this is <laughs> this is the thing that i've never liked about myself and or you know is at least has been a struggle but everybody who cares about me yeah thinks you know looks past it and doesn't probably care nearly as much as is it or it's not as big a thing as I built it up in my mind. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, a lot of it is just extreme self-hate towards the specific thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've looked at people of all different body types, all different, you know, hair levels, everything. And I don't judge people for their bodies. And here I was, you know, hating my own. And there's still plenty of stuff I have to work through. There's stuff that everyone has to work through because complete and total self-love is difficult to achieve. Yeah. But... It is something that I feel like a lot of people um, just really, they take their hate and they project it onto others and think that that's how others are going to see them. And it's not the case. And it's so wonderful to realize that it's not the case. Like people see you as, you know, a person and not just like something that you hate about yourself that honestly you shouldn't hate. And it's not your fault that you hate it. We're just conditioned to believe that, you know, women are not supposed to have any sort of body hair, much less a beard, (laughs) (laughs) which is unfortunate. (laughs) At the beginning... uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. At the beginning, you said that you speak out or um, you're a speaker on on PCOS and and that kind of thing. What does that look like for you? What does that mean? Um, Well, I'm just, uh, right now I'm not doing anything like professionally speaking, but I'm, uh, you know, on like every single social media platform, just trying to get the word out like, hey, this is normal. There's nothing weird about you. There's nothing disgusting about you. Like you are normal and you're fine and you're gorgeous. And like, I just, I want people who have like that hatred and like that fear um, to realize that they're not alone. So I try to speak out about it as much as possible. Like mm-hmm. I try to, you know, let my voice be heard that, you know, this isn't something that is weird at all. Like yeah. <laughs> you can live a happy life and, you know, have this, uh, you know, have PCOS and have body hair and have a beard. <laughs> like it's okay. Uh, this is a weird question. So yeah. 
go with it. Um, so beard maintenance care is a yes. big market right now, right? <laughs> yeah. So number one, have you noticed any marketing toward women with facial hair? Probably not, but I'm just asking. And number two, uh, not at all. No. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite product no. that you do? You use any products, and do you have a favorite one? Um, I haven't actually gotten any beard specific products. And the reason for that is one, um, I just, it hasn't occurred to me. And two, like I did go to a barber shop and they used some like beard goo in my beard Mm -hmm. and it smelled like maple syrup, but like, and you would think that's not a bad scent, but like, it's kind of like if you spill syrup on yourself and it just kind of lingers all day, except on like right under your nose. (laughs) And so it was like, that's not good. So basically I've just been using, um, hair oil. Like I get, um, argan oil, uh, Mm -hmm. that I put in my hair to keep it, you know, lush and beautiful. Um, but I just take that and put it on my beard and it makes it really soft and I just shampoo it and condition it with my hair shampoo and conditioner. Mm -hmm. And I just maintain it with normal hair stuff, really. Cool. There's this um, Lush. You mentioned the word, but the company Lush has a like a beard lotiony body wash stuff. That's Interesting. Re- it's really nice. Um, I might makes, check that out. Makes hair. I do soft. like Lush. Yeah. Um, I know you kind of mentioned this. Um, uh, but I know one of the other big issues uh, that comes up with PCOS is um, maintaining a healthy body weight. Yeah. Um, and I, I know uh, that it especially can be difficult uh, to lose weight uh, when with PCOS. Yeah. Is, is that uh, any? <laughs> is that something that you uh, have dealt with or? Um, or also uh, any uh, something that you are including in with along with the the beard advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't spend too much time on body weight, um, just because like I am overweight and mm-hmm. um, it's different. Like it can be difficult for people, but it is different for everyone. Like mm-hmm. my. Um, I think because my symptoms showed up so early, like my body fat distributes in a way that's typical for like a man's, like Mm. um, all of my stomach, like all of my fat goes to my stomach. Basically, I don't get any in my arms and legs and stuff. Um, So it's different for me than it is for maybe some other people. Um, But it does make it more difficult to lose weight because it does affect your hormones. Anything that affects your hormones will affect your, you know, weight ability, like your, your, what am I trying to say? Like your body fat and everything like that. Um, but I personally haven't really done much about it. Um, like I used to, I used to work out a lot, um, before I ended up getting like really badly injured and now I can't really do much. Um, but I noticed like I gained a lot of muscle (laughs) really, really quickly. So like I would lose Mm. a lot of body fat and I would gain a lot of muscle. And so I would gain weight, but I was losing body fat. So I don't, I don't really know if I can speak too well on like weight or anything like that from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the the main thing that I know about it is belonging to like various online groups uh, with uh, dealing with weight loss and, and seeing a a fair number of posts from people saying I, you know, not having any luck in, in losing the weight that I want to take off 
um, partially because of my PCOS. So. Yeah, it does. It does <laughs> affect you because any, like I said, any sort of hormone imbalance will affect your ability to lose weight or even for some people gain weight. Um, it right. just depends on how your hormones are set up, but it does make it more difficult. Um, but I feel like as long as you're, you know, trying to be healthy, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if you're a certain weight or size, like as right. long as you're eating well and exercising regularly, like there's nothing wrong with a little bit of fluff. Like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, my only experience with PCOS is from a reality television show on, I think it's on TLC maybe. It's called mm-hmm. My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a dancer. So she uh, she is over overweight. I mean, probably mm-hmm. technically either obese or morbid, morbidly obese, but does all kinds of things that I could never do yeah. uh, with her body yeah. in an amazing way. So yeah. yeah, just being healthy is is huge. Yeah, and yeah. it's honestly, um, like, you know, being, being obese does have, like, obvious health effects and everything, but it's a lot more important to just be active and to be eating healthy than it is to focus on, you know, a diet that's going to make you very sick or something right. like that, or like an exercise regimen that's going to make you very sick, sick or hurt you. Yeah. So, I, you know, I really try to um, push for that, like, uh, whenever I see stuff about weight loss and stuff, I'm like, just, just try to be healthy. Don't worry so much about losing the weight as much as caring for your body and loving your body and loving the stuff that you put in it and, you know, trying to keep clean in that way. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the things that Bertio and I have kind of talked about is trying to treat ourselves like we're athletes. So, you know, you don't do those crazy crash diets and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah. you know that's not what, how an athlete treats <laughs> their body yeah because that stuff it's either going to do two things one it's not going to work because you're going to give up on it mm-hmm. and it's right. going to make you very very hungry very fast and you're just going to crash and burn and end up you know overeating anyway or two it's going to make you very sick <laughs> like yeah. right. you need to you need to have nutrients in your body so it's like I, I think if people are really concerned they should talk to like an actual nutritionist like a <laughs> a licensed medical doctor who can right. help them with this and, you know, not really follow fad diets or anything like that. Cause those are dangerous. <laughs> Mental health wise, clearly yes. this is taxing on you both, both the, you know, from 12 years old on to 25 embracing who you are. And then now working with other folks who are doing that same process. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you do to take care of yourself? What, and what do you, uh, what do you recommend for other folks? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've had a his- like, I have a big bunch of physical and mental illnesses, like just a lot of stuff. So, um, sure. basically just to deal with it for me, um, like I have seen a therapist before and I super recommend it. Um, I haven't in a while since I just got insurance back and I'm going to. So if yeah. you can see a therapist, absolutely see a therapist. They're amazing. And if your therapist isn't amazing, find a better one because there are amazing ones out there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I one of the biggest things for me since like I don't have that access right now is just um, just try to stay positive try to force positivity. I know that sounds bad. Um, but if you, if you try to like, you know, just kind of throw the negativity away and trying to focus yourself on positive stuff, like take in positive media, positive entertainment, um, 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't dwell on like negative comments. Don't read the YouTube comments. You know, <laughs> like, don't <laughs> yeah. don't get into Facebook wars with bigots and stuff like that. Just like try to focus on improving your life and making others smile and making yourself smile. Like that honestly has helped me a lot like just letting go of any sort of negative source of like just ickiness I guess um has helped a lot I know that's kind of like not a super good answer but it's your answer it's what works for you (laughs) well actually um it's funny because we just recently talked to um uh, a woman named Sarah Heeson, and she has been Mm -hmm. on American Ninja Warrior Uh um and uh but she recently got injured oh. and has been um, trying to um, get back uh, to to where she was before her injury. Yeah. Um, and she was she was telling uh, talking to us about you know how negative and down on herself she was getting when she'd go to the gym and she couldn't do the things that she used to be able to do before. Yeah. And she said that you know she realized that was what was happening, and so kind of in an effort to fight that one of the things that she was doing was like forcing herself to like basically give herself like comments in her yeah. I mean, comments mm-hmm. compliments in her head like you know at, you know after her workout she would like make a point of like thinking at least one positive thing about you know the workout that she just did yeah and often you do have to force yourself into that kind of mindset especially if you do deal with mental illness such as depression anxiety stuff like that stuff that I deal with um you have to kind of force that like let go of the little negative things because there's a million little negative things and find the small positive things like something small that makes you happy some you know some maybe a podcast that makes you really happy like I turn to I turn to my brother my brother and me a lot when I'm not feeling super hot and it always makes me smile um but like you just have to you have to find what makes you smile and like let go of the negative feelings as best as possible it's not always possible but it's just you know focusing on self-care is very important especially when you're dealing with a lot and you're dealing with mental uh illness and whatnot yeah 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 it's super hard to do when you are already in that depressed place but (laughs) yeah yeah, i (laughs) One of the things that I try to do with more or less success sometimes is uh, to stop and think what I would say to a friend. Yeah. Instead of what I... Because, you know, you'll say horrible things to yourself that you would never even dare to say out loud about any other person. Exactly. Um, But, you know, I, I guess... Part of how I, I came to that was that at one point um, I realized I, I had been working on losing weight and I realized that I was now uh, the same size as one of my co-workers. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at her, like, I thought she looked, you know, she looked fit and great, um, but I was still being really hard on myself yeah. <laughs> about how I looked. And so, you know, I realized, like, there's no difference between me and her like why am I saying such horrible things to myself that I would never like have never even crossed my mind about her yeah that's such an important thing to do too. like put yourself in other people's shoes as much as possible to look at yourself like look at yourself from somebody else's perspective and also you know compare yourself in positive ways like don't compare yourself negatively to people right you know look at something you love in somebody else and find it in yourself like something that you might dislike about yourself that you see in somebody else that you love and 
if you can compare the two and be like, you know, maybe that thing's not so bad on me. <laughs> like, maybe that's fine. <laughs> right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a great mindset, honestly, is to really just find something you love. Birdie, do you have any more questions? Well, I was just wondering if Nova has anything that we didn't ask that you want to make sure you get into the world or that you want us to know. Um, things like that. Huh? I think I've rambled a lot. Um, <laughs> You've been a great um, guest. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I guess, I don't know. Um, I just really hope that more people can, you know, more people who have PCOS can, like, hear from other people who have it that, you know, it's not something to be afraid of. It's not something you have to hide. Um, like, it's it's fine. Like, it's okay. You're going to you're gonna get through this and you're going to be great. And, like, you only have one body, so you might as well just learn to love it as best as possible. Like, yeah. or at least learn to, like, stop hating it. Like, you don't have to jump to love, but if you can learn to stop hating, that's a great first step. <laughs> like, yeah, excellent absolutely. first step. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, and also for people who don't have PCOS, like, maybe just learn how common it is. Like, it's extremely, like I said, one out of 10 to one out of five people with ovaries have this. And that's a lot of people who are, you know, every single day hiding the fact that they have, you know, body yeah. hair. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just thinking if, if all of those people uh, chose not to hide their, their, body hair anymore yeah. it wouldn't be a weird thing it would just be a thing exactly <laughs> right. like there's so many people who are hiding it but i don't blame them like i don't blame them at all it's just we're taught right. that you know this is not normal for a woman to have it's not normal so i don't blame them but i do encourage people to speak out because as soon as you speak out about it like as soon as you say like hey i have polycystic ovarian syndrome this is my symptoms uh, that's just who I am. As soon as you say that, you're going to get people who have the same thing that you didn't even know. Like you're going to have right. tons of people that you're already friends with people that you, people in your family that you might not even know who have this issue and haven't talked about it. So I, I want to encourage people to also say something if you, if you're feeling up to it, I know it can be stressful, but it does feel a lot better. Like it, <laughs> I went from literally being in fear for a long, long time to, being incredibly happy like you know there's still stuff i need to work on but it it feels really powerful to let go of a major source of fear and self-hate so Mm -hmm. i really encourage as many people as possible to do that like i'm not saying everyone has to go out and grow grow like a full beard but like you know at least speak up speak up and say something and just learn that you're not alone and learn to love yourself or at least stop hating yourself yeah yeah (laughs) So are there places on social media where people can follow you and maybe see the gloriousness that is your your lady? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a Facebook page. Uh, I think you can find me under Fuzzy Femme or uh, like just Nova, Nova the Bearded Woman. You'd probably find me. Um, I forgot what the exact thing is and I have all of my tabs closed right now. But um, I'm also on YouTube. Um, if you look up Bearded Woman Nova, um, I'm on Twitter as Nova Fuzzface or something like that. I'm everywhere. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, just um, if you wanted to follow me, you can find me anywhere, basically, on those platforms. And cool. yeah. <laughs> cool. And 
YouTube will, I think we'll probably post at least a link to maybe your YouTube yeah, I can, YouTube channel on our Facebook page so people can check it out if they want to yeah. see more of you. Cool. Thanks so much, Nova. We so appreciate yeah. it. Oh, thank you guys so much. It was fun. Well, Nova is great. She is great. Um, yeah. I love her beard. Yeah. And yeah, I hope people are feeling inspired by Nova to em, em, embrace whether it's your body hair or something else that is a little bit outside of the norm. Yeah. Are you ready for the thing I love? I am so ready for the thing I love. Let's hit it with the things that we love. I love stuff. I love fruits It's my sweet pleasure I love fruits. What do you love in this week, Bertie? So I'm listening to two new podcasts this week <clears throat> um, in an effort to get ready for my class. Uh, in the fifth week, we start really talking about power privilege and uh, like racism and systems of power in my leadership class. And so there's some really good uh, source material that I've been using through these podcasts. So the first one is called The Nod, uh, N-O-D, The Nod. Um, and it's two folks who they basically talk about things from a black person perspective in New York City. So there's, I mean, it's a little bit of a limited scope, but they, it's funny, it's a comedic thing, but also really intelligent and insightful. And the other one is called, I always say it wrong, it's called Whiting Wongs. So uh, it's a Dan Harmon who created Community and some other things. And one of his writers, Jessica, her name is Jessica. Uh, so it's a white dude and then Jessica is an Asian woman. And they talk about race and power and privilege, but in particular regarding writing for TV shows and the entertainment mm. industry in general. And uh, Jessica is so intelligent and says things in a very interesting way and that really hit home. And then Dan Harmon asks the stupid, dumb uh, white man questions that people mm. want to ask but are afraid to. And he puts his foot in his mouth and he he's inappropriate sometimes, but like it's this open forum where then they just have a conversation about it. Right. It's really cool. Um, have you ever listened to two dope Queens? Hell yeah. I love two dope. I mean, that's a comedy, a a comedy podcast, but they talk a lot. I mean, the, the two hosts are, are two uh, black female comedians and Mm -hmm. they talk about, uh, race a whole lot, but, in a way that is funny and uh, maybe a little bit more digestible for people than, you know, that feel like they don't want to listen to a, a serious conversation. <laughs> right, right, right. I love Two Dope Queens. It's a great and very, very funny podcast. And then yeah. Jessica uh, has a, the Jessica from Two Dope Queens has mm-hmm. a movie on Netflix. Yeah, I've is been meaning to watch Incredible that. Jessica something uh it's fantastic if you like uh if you like two dope queens it's 
yeah. in the same vein as that because she wrote it. It's really good. Um, well, my, what do you love? <laughs> the two things that I love <laughs> are a completely different arena. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, the two things that I was going to recommend. Um, as I mentioned before, I have super dry skin, and in the winter, um, it, it is even more so. Um, so the first thing um, that I have found, discovered that really helps with my dry skin um, is bio oil. Um, okay. And I actually first started using it because a lot of people um, online recommend it um, for scars, um, like a, or a a wound that's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first started using it um, when I had my thyroid surgery, and so I, I had an incision that was healing, um, and I used it on my incision, um, and it seemed to really help uh, with that, it, it to heal uh, without much of a scar. Um, I mean, if I point it out, you can see it, but I, I mean, for the most part, it's, it's hard to see. Um, but then once I had the bio oil, I also started using it on my face. Um, oh. And it really, really helped my dry skin on my face. Um, like, my skin <laughs> gets so dry that in the winter, like, my face will peel. Um, so, yeah. So, using that really helps. And especially um, I, for me, having dry skin to begin with, um, and then um, working out in the winter, um, you know, getting all sweaty... Mm-hmm. makes it that much worse so i've found if i put the bio oil on right before i'm going to work out it kind of protects my skin from you know the sweat making it that much drier so cool. bio oil do you um, feel like you and- are slipperier like i worry about lotion in regards to being um pole dancing and things getting very slippery there um, I mean, I, I don't use it on my hands. I probably would, it would be too probably oily to use on your hands. Um, okay. but on my face, um, it's not, it's not a problem. At least for, I mean, if you had oily skin, it's not for you. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, if you have dry skin, yeah, it's helpful. And then, like I said, it's good for scars. Um, and then the other thing is, um, C.O. Bigelow's. A rose salt. Um, okay. It comes in a little tin, um, and I primarily use it um, for lip balm. Oh wait, um, I know that stuff. Yeah. Sorry. It's it it looks it's great. yeah it looks yeah it looks like lip balm. It comes in a little tin and is like lip balm. And I especially like if I get a cold and you know how your lips get so chapped when you mm. have to breathe through your nose or I mean breathe through uh-huh. your mouth all the time. Um, I'll use it especially then, and it helps a whole lot. Like. I feel like it actually helps heal my lips if they start to get dry and cracked. Um, but then I also, because sometimes my hands, especially my knuckles, will get really dry. Yeah. Um, so I'll use it on my knuckles or uh, any place that I have like dry, uh, cracking skin in the winter time. Um, it seems mm. to help. It's 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 got kind of almost like a Vaseline consistency, um, but it's got a uh, rose hips uh, in there, or rose rose water. That's what I'm trying to say. It's got rose water in it, um, which is softening uh, on its own. So very helpful. That's if great. You're like me, and and you, you're a dry skin person. 
And then also, yeah. like I said, I, I've found that uh, with the dry skin on my legs, that shaving actually helps. Um, <laughs> and helps I that. use, yeah, uh, part of that though too is that I use um, like baby oil gel. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that, but that's cool. Uh, yeah, like if you if you go to at the grocery store, if you go to the section where they're selling like diapers and baby powder and and baby uh, shampoo and stuff like that, um, it's like Johnson and Johnson baby oil gel. Okay. Um. So I'll, I'll use I use that um to shave my legs, um, and I like it because it unlike shaving cream or other things that you are more traditional for shaving um it doesn't rinse off very easily so like especially shaving in the shower i always would struggle with like i put shaving cream on and then oh, sure. before i was finished shaving it would be all rinsed off and i have to use some more right um, but because it's got the it's baby oil basically it uh it's day it doesn't it rinse sticks. off very easily so that's cool those are important things to make you feel like more human in the winter. Yeah. So when you feel all scaly and then it's itchy and then you feel like you're, I don't know. I feel like my skin gets all tight and like I can't breathe. Yeah. Right. Or I don't know. Stuff yeah. Well, weird. yeah, it, it's, it's not as bad here. Um, but like when I still lived in, in Portland, my, or like when I lived in Vermont, my skin would get so dry that it would just like burn and hurt all winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, taking care of your skin is definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Well, wow. cool. Thanks for joining us today, friends. Um, you can find us online at I did a thing Follow us on Facebook. That's probably where we are the most active at I did a thing podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at it at I did a thing pod. If you have questions, comments, want to be a guest, want to say hello, email us at I did a thing pod at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, go do a thing. Go do a thing. Go do a thing. Woo-hoo.